does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're rolling along talking about football. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, a lot more football to talk about. High school football, the focus of uh, this half hour. Paul Condry will join me and talk about week, well, first weekend of the sectionals last night and then look ahead to Friday night. Right now, though, the man with all the information you could possibly need on a busy Saturday night is Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, thanks so much. Colts and the Browns tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Lucas Oil Stadium. Sixth matchup since 2011 between the Colts and the Browns in that time. Indianapolis is 3-2. and two. Last played in October of 2020, losing to the Browns in Cleveland, 32-23, with Phillip Rivers under center. The Browns are 3-2. and two. All three of their wins, they've given up 17 points or less. And in two of them, they've only surrendered a field goal last week, beating the 49ers. 1917 but really the storyline of this game injuries and players missing the week let's start with the Colts Gardner Minshew under center Anthony Richardson out for the year AC joint sprain in his right shoulder there will be no more AR5 this season as well no more Grover Stewart at least for the next six games suspended for that time period due to violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing drugs Shane Steichen on going into this matchup without the Colts star defensive tackle yeah those guys both those guys have been playing uh, really good football so just continue to elevate their game obviously they're going to be in a bigger role now uh, moving forward these next six weeks um, but just continue to grow and get better every week and get better in the meetings and have great practices and go operate, you know, on Sundays. Next man up, says Shane Steichen. Tight end Kylan Granson won't play due to a concussion. Right tackle Braden Smith out with hip and wrist problems. Wide receiver Alec Pierce, he is questionable. For the Browns, though, similar storyline. Their star running back, Nick Chubb, already out for the season. Kareem Hunt, another back on that team. He had negotiated to come play in Indianapolis earlier this year. He's a Brown again. He's questionable with a thigh problem. It all comes down to the straw that stirs the drink for them. Deshaun Watson, their quarterback, has missed the last two weeks with a rotator cuff strain in his right shoulder. He's questionable to play tomorrow, but ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeted, Watson is, quote, tracking to play but must pass a pregame warm-up test. In order to do so, Watson has not played the Colts since he was a member of the Houston Texans. Again, Gardner Minshew gets the start for Indianapolis. For the Bears, no Justin Fields. Tyson Bajant makes his first career NFL start. They play the Raiders, but Vegas, they're without Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo's out, former Colt and Bear. Brian Hoyer will start at quarterback for the Raiders. Rutgers and Indiana today. IU fell to the Scarlet Knights, 31-14. Hoosiers are 2-5, and 0-4 in the Big Ten. Gavin Winsett, the quarterback from Rutgers, scored three touchdowns on the ground, 143 rush yards. Ball State defeated Central Michigan today, 24-17. Cardinals are 2-6 and six going into a bye week. On the ground, Marquez Cooper was dynamite. 26 carries, 162 yards plus a touchdown. Indiana State dropped their game to South Dakota, 17-3. It was Davidson over Valparaiso, 42-21. Butler demolished Dayton first win in Dayton 
in a decade. 37-10 the final. Elsewhere is Marion over St. Francis, 24-14. Wabash beat up on Kenyon, 67-18. Trine edged Albion, 35-28. Defiance, a 30-piece on Anderson, 36-6. Bluffton put up a 50-burger, beating Manchester, 50-12. Also a big 5-0 for Rose Holman, defeating Franklin, 50-35. Mount St. Joseph, 52, Hanover, 27 today. In overtime, DePaul got past Wittenberg, 41-35. Uindy, a 10-piece on Quincy, 24-14. And Taylor had no problem with Madonna, 54 to 14. Major League Baseball Phillies and the Diamondbacks NLCS. The Phillies now up 3 to 2. They beat the D-backs 6-1. Home runs from Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, and JT Realmuto. Other college football in the top 25. Alabama held on. The Crimson Tide got a much-needed win over Tennessee, 34-20. Right now, Florida State on top of Duke, 38-20. A minute left in the fourth quarter. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Lots and lots going on tonight, today. Brendan King joins me, rejoins me. Brendan King, how are you? In the midst of all this football, Pacers opening season, open opener, season yeah. opener coming up this week. Yeah, two and two in the preseason, wrapped up those four games. And then the 25th, I mean, that is coming up right here. What day of the week is that? Is that Wednesday? Thanks, Nathaniel Finch. Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. Wednesday against the Wiz. Yeah. Look, I think expectations are rightfully high. I think it'll be an inter- it'll be a fun team to watch. Um, uh, love the youth, love the uh, exuberance, love the skill level. There, it should be a fun. It'd be a great. I think it's going to have a. I think they're going to have a solid year. Quite frankly, obviously injuries can alter uh, everybody's approach to it. I understand that, but I think if they can stay relatively injury free, which is never an easy thing to do, I think people uh, should be pretty impressed with what they are able to accomplish. Yeah, I mean they have definitely gotten more athletic. I think what we saw in that last preseason game with right. Obi Toppin and right. Ben Matherin on the floor together, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's a group coach that's pretty bought in. And listen, when you have a Hall of Fame coach like Rick Carlisle, it's probably easier mm-hmm. to get a group to buy in than maybe if he had a rookie head coach. I mean, heck, we saw that in this town when uh, Nate Bjorker was here. That, uh, that was a group that was not very connected. Uh, since Rick Carlisle's come in, it seems like it's a group that loves playing with each other. And, I mean, heck, you got a guy that's one of the best three-point shooters ever, Buddy Heald, saying he will come off the right. bench. Uh, I don't think that happens a lot in the NBA, Coach. I think you can clarify no, that. that no, there's not no, a whole lot of stars it, out there that say they're willing to come off the bench. No, and I think uh, – listen, I think I think they should, uh, you know, be, be recognize that. I, I think he – you know, the game is still a miss. The NBA is a miss or make league. I mean, very simple. <laughs> look at look at Golden State. You you make bad well, basketballs a make or miss sport. Quite frankly, you know, you make them, you get a chance to win. You don't make them, it's going to be a struggle. I'm not sure you can defend that well. And so you got you know one of the premier shooters in the game uh, on your team. And they take advantage of him. He's got a great attitude. He's a great teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you're talking about young guys now who can all, that can play at both ends. So I'd be excited about them too. For sure. And look, they uh, I think they 
exceeded their win-loss total of Vegas last year by at least January. It might have been December. Um, right. So, no, I mean, I think it was January. But either way, um, you know, that was a group that I think only 23-and-a-half was the number last year. And they got that pretty easy. Now, I think it's in the 30s this year, maybe high 30s. 37-and-a-half, does that sound right, Nathaniel Finch-ish? Yeah, I think 37-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the expectations are definitely – brought up a little bit more now and as it should you know when you acquire a guy like Obi Toppin when you have a budding superstar like Tyrese Halliburton now you're starting to see some depth pieces I mean heck TJ McConnell is going right. to be your third point guard and TJ McConnell is a pretty good backup in this league so I think if they oh, stay healthy yeah. if they stay healthy they're gonna be pretty good right I think you're right all right so Purdue Notre Dame off uh, they get back at it next week we talked about this earlier. Both needed some time off. Uh, Notre Dame will be back in action, uh, taking on Pitt. Um, Purdue will be playing back in conference action. They'll take on Nebraska on the road. IU, after today's uh, disappointing loss, will be uh, at Penn State. So doesn't get any easier for our state uh, big-time Division One football programs. No, it doesn't get any easier at all. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's been an up-and-down year for just about everybody. Great for Ball State to get a win today heading into a bye, and I think that's the positivity you're going to take into it. But, yeah, like we talked about a couple segments ago, this is a big game coming up for the Irish because they struggled against Louisville. uh, More than struggled, they lost that game, heck. And Pitt beat Louisville. So Pitt has always played Notre Dame tough, especially in South Bend. Uh, There's a couple former Irishmen a part of that team. So they're going to come out to play next week, Coach. Brendan King, you're the man. You got a couple school board updates. He ain't got more than two. He's got three. three more. He's got one coming up here in a couple of minutes, and then and then two more in the next half. Later on this half hour, well, after the school board update, quite frankly, Paul Condry will join us, and we will talk about. High school football. Sectionals began last night. Thank you for joining us on the show last night. So we'll talk with Paul about that and look ahead to the big matchups on Friday around the state. Scoreboard update again with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. And the Colts and the Browns tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. Deshaun Watson, questionable to play. Watson has not seen the Colts since he was a member of the Houston Texans, and that feels like a long, long time ago before the trade and all the personal stuff that came up with him in court. Watson, though, has been battling a rotator cuff strain in his throwing shoulder. That's his right shoulder over the last two weeks. He has not played in that time period. Of course, Anthony Richardson, he's out for the season with his own shoulder issue and AC joint sprain. Richardson will not play the rest of his rookie campaign, but Gardner Minshew gets the start for the Colts, and heck, Minshew has closed down all three wins for the Colts this season, primarily in relief, and Minshew will give it another go. He talked about the Colts having a sense of urgency after struggling last week in Jacksonville. Obviously, when you go out and play like we did last week, you know, you got a bad taste in your mouth, excited to get back out there uh, with a great challenge in front of us, you know, an opportunity to turn turn things around and play the way we want to play. Let's take a peek at the top 25 college football scoreboard, barn burner from L.A., A minute left in the fourth quarter. Number 18, USC, a penny lead on number 14, Utah. That's a 32-31 game. Get your televisions to Fox 
if they are not already there. That's a wild finish in the Pac-12 right now. Speaking of the Pac-12, could number five Washington be on the way to the college football playoff? They are scoreless with Arizona State with five minutes to go in the first quarter. Number 25, UCLA on top of Stanford, 14-0 with two minutes left in the first. And number six, Oklahoma defeated UCF 31-29. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's Saturday night. That must mean we spend time with the legend himself, Paul Condry, talking about high school football. Paul Condry in the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, best friend that football has in our state, and he coordinates the Colts Coach of the Week program, which is a stellar program honoring our high school coaches around the state, presented by the Indianapolis Colts. Paul, sectionals in round one completed last night. Uh, some great games. I'm not sure they're major surprises, but it was a, a fun night of football to get the tournament started. Coach, let's give some props to where the props are due. How about the Indiana football Coaches Association, check out what these guys did. You know, they put out this poll every week. You know, it's right. like, you know, is this, are these really, these really good? Well, they got it on the nose on Friday night. In Class 4A, only one team lost. In Class 3A, only one team lost. In Class 2A, only one team lost. In Class 1A, only one team lost. There were not a lot of upsets last night so give the credit to the IFCA voters because they hit the nail on the head and you know a couple of those games were were two ranked teams playing each other and so that kind of situation you can be even miscued a, a little bit but you know it's the first time it's the first round of the playoff series this is a this is a three-week journey that you and I have talked about it for many many years new season right. new opportunities and you know last night a perfect example you know Culver community comes in winless yeah. against their first yeah. win of the year Congratulations to them, you know. As uh, and uh, you know, and Caston uh, goes over and takes care of North White, and a North White team that was unbeaten. Caston, it's only second win of the season. So you look at that, and then you look into the, what we call the comparative schedules. You know, so and so is good. Their league is right. a little down. This league may be a little up. But I give you a perfect example: Wawasee, which got beat up all season long in the Northern Lakes Conference. Uh, well, all they do is they go over and uh, they absolutely smack South Bend Riley, who had only lost one football game all around the yard. So those kind of things that are going on in the first round of the playoffs, and I think that's uh, that's that bodes well for uh, things playing true to form. Uh, you know, coaches will tell you, well, yeah, I don't really pay much attention to the polls or this or that or the other. <laughs> so I, think in this, I think in this case, Coach, and you've been one of those coaches that have said yeah. that, on yeah. numerous occasions, I am sure, during the course of your Hall of Fame basketball career. And, well, you know, once in a while the guys get it right. So I wanted to give props tonight to the IFCA uh, voting committee for getting it right because they have uh, got all the right uh, people in the right spot. So kudos to them to start this uh, segment out. And they've been consistent, too, in, in terms of the uh, IFCA. I mean, they, they really have. And 
Um, it's it's been interesting to see, and you know I've talked about how balanced everything is, and their job is not an easy one. And um, I think they you know, they've done a fantastic job. Let's take a look at the big picture. What I think is important, what what we're talking about, you know, it it is a it is a journey to win uh, the the sectional for classes 1A through 4A. I still go back to the same same yeah, thing, yeah. And, I, and this is not something that Paul Condry invented. I heard this from the legendary coach at Penn High School, Chris Giesen, many, many moons ago, and it's something that's resonated in my mind. It takes three weeks to win this trophy. It's the only trophy in all of IHSAA uh, hit in t- tournament play that it takes three weeks to bring home the hardware. And for the classes 1 through 4A, these kids have uh, taken the journey. But one of the things that you know, kind of jumps back in my mind as I look back on uh, this first week. There was 120 groups of kids who put on right. for the last time. That's special. And I hope those kids who finished up their high school season this past week, I hope they uh, will look back on the, the memories and the time they spent with their teammates as a cherished moment because a lot of these guys are not going to be playing football again. And I hope that uh, education-based athletics is alive and well in their mind. And I hope when they move forward and become adults and become parents that they'll be great parents and they'll allow their kids to get out and play. They'll allow coaches to coach. And I'm hoping that we could kind of turn the tide, if you will, and allow coaches to get back to coaching and changing lives instead of trying to get involved and try to micromanage stuff. So I think it's going to be really, really neat if they can do that moving forward. But let's start this one, this this part of the segment out. Let's start with the most important win of the night. It had to be uh, at, in Brownstown, it's Brownstown Central. The legendary yeah. Reed May yeah. was able to win his uh, 300th career win, Bob. Uh, this is no significant, uh, just just another win. You know, you don't win 300 games in this state as if you just, you know, kind of just, you know, showed up and just kind of just took care of business. This is a tremendous uh, feat for Reed. I'm so happy for him. I've known him, uh, you know, for 30-plus years. And, and to do it all in one school, that's an, another amazing yeah. fact. Yeah. And the fact that you can coach as long as he has done for 30-plus years and never have a losing season. That's a remarkable feat, and so let's give uh, props to uh, to Reed. Me, I talked with Reed this uh, this morning, uh, called him and wished him and congratulated him because he's got a tough road to hoe next next week. Is they're going to be matched up, which I think is a potential state right. champion in, in Triton Central. We'll be talking about in the next segment, but congratulations to Reed on. Uh, uh, I mean, he has won eighty two percent of his football games. Wow. Let's put that into perspective. Wow. Uh, that wow. is, uh, I mean, we all can only wish to be able to do that. He's uh, right. He has just right. done a tremendous job, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he wins the Colts Coach of the Week award this week because he certainly deserves it because he's done a spectacular job. And I know that he told me to, today, he says, hey, listen, we're going to be a little undermanned going into this week because he's uh, got an outstanding sophomore class with 20 sophomores. He's starting six sophomores. His Man. young quarterback has played really, really well. But it, for at least for today, at least for this weekend, I want to congratulate Reed May on uh, joining the other uh, 11 coaches that have achieved the uh, 300 victory plateau. So kudos to Mr. May. It is an amazing accomplishment. And for those of us who know him, we're not surprised. He's a, he's a wonderful guy. And um, I, I just admire people who are able to recognize what they have uh, and, and believe in the community and the kids and stay and make an impact. 
that that right there, we need more Reed Mays, quite frankly. No, no question. And not just, and not just football. It, yeah. And if you think about it, Bob, think about this. Larry Bud Wright, you know, spent his almost his entire career at right. Sheridan High right. School. 454 wins. Jerry Brewer, who's number three on the list. Jerry Brewer – his entire career at Jasper. Mike Gillen, he's right. bounced around a couple of ways. But Chris Giesman, another guy who spent nearly his entire career at Penn High School. Bob Clayton at Heritage Hills. Jeff Adamson, another guy at Eastbrook, was there forever. Don Howell, my, our, the coach at Hobart where I grew up, uh, his entire right. career at Hobart. Dick Delahan, who went multiple places. But the bottom line is, if you look at this group of 12 guys that are in the all-time Indiana coaching leaders group, uh, I would say, uh, you know, 70% of those guys did it all at one school, and that takes a tremendous amount of commitment uh, to, number one, by the buy-in of the community, the buy-in of the administration to allow these guys to go out and change lives of our kids, and I think that that's what I'm uh, excited about and in talking with Reed earlier today that uh, his administration and his community has allowed him to do the things. I know all he wanted to do was talk about his, his daughter. Right. His daughter's in a, got, an, got an academic scholarship Scholarship, uh, and I know she's one of the top softball players in the state. And I know, I mean, anytime you get a full uh, academic scholarship to Alabama, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Paul, hang on through this scoreboard update, okay? We'll talk about uh, next weekend in the uh, semifinals of the sectionals. Paul Condry now come back after this scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. College football just took a massive turn for the complexion of this season. Upset in L.A. Utah has beaten USC by a field goal. 34-32, Utah comes back to beat SC. It's the second consecutive loss for the Trojans after going down to Notre Dame last week. Wow. College football... Who knows what's going to happen now? And in overtime, Clemson on top of Miami in the ACC, 20-17. to Clemson trying to salvage their season. Keep in mind the Tigers, they still have Notre Dame on their schedule. Notre Dame against Pitt next week, and then they'll face Clemson. So there's a lot of different angles that this college football season can go to. One more time here tonight before we tell you at 11.45 what's coming up on your NFL Sunday. Rutgers IU went the way of Rutgers, 31-14. IU's 2-5, 0-4 in the Big Ten. They had the Penn State next week where Penn State lost to Ohio State today, 2012. James Franklin and crew took their first loss of the season this afternoon. Ball State picks up a much-needed win, though. The Cardinals are 2-6 and six after topping Central Michigan 24-17. Indiana State fell to South Dakota 17-3. Davidson beat up on Valparaiso 42-21. And Butler takes down Dayton 37-10. So next week, IU at Penn State. Purdue travels to Nebraska. Notre Dame hosts Pitt. I'll be in attendance. That should be fun. Ball State, they get a bye. 11.45, your NFL Sunday. We'll come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Paul Condry and I were talking about the first round of the sectionals last night. Now we turn our attention to what's coming up this Friday. You know Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Paul, big night last night, but also uh, some behind the scenes, some big stories in terms of Northwest Indiana football that I know you want to talk about. Yeah, Bob, I'll tell you what, you know, Northwest Indiana has a rich football tradition, but last night, Hobart and Lowell both lost. 
two great football teams, both in, in the Northwest Cro- right. uh, Crossroads Conference. Well, they've been in 4A for 40 years. Last night was only the third time in those 40 years that both those teams lost in the opening round of the football tournament series. Now, if you want to wow. also add the Hoosier Crossroads Conference member, and Wren, who's those three teams are all in the same league, into the same conversation, right. it was the first time ever that Andran, Hobart, and Lowell lost in the playoffs in the first round. First time ever. That's amazing. When you think back all the way back to 1975. So those right, three teams right. lost the playoff openers on the same night. So let's historically put this in perspective, Bob. Those three schools have won 59 sectionals, 36 regionals, 22 semi-states, and eight state championships. So all three of those teams, gone after week one. So that's what's special <laughs> about the IHSA tournament. Right. Nobody cares right. about your resume. All they want to know is, did you win tonight? And it becomes a sense of urgency. And as we uh, cha- transition into our next segment, and right. about some great games next week, now the f- 6A schools and the 5A schools, right. they can right. get into that sense of urgency. And we have some, we have some slobber knockers coming up on Friday, Bob. <laughs> How about in sectional two? Carroll, Fort Wayne, 7-2 at 8-1 Warsaw. Sectional three, six and three Fishers. At uh, five and four Homestead, don't let that five and four Homestead record fool you. They beat Snyder earlier in the year. Westfield and Carmel, two good teams in sectional four. How about six A football at its best? Sectional five, unbeaten Brownsburg at Ben Davis, eight and one. Wow. How about that? Yeah, you have the balance yikes. of Lawrence. Uh, right. The two Lawrence schools are going to be uh, knocking some heads down in five A. Some good ones. I like the game I'm doing. Valpo Chesterton in sectional thirteen. You know you're. you're you're, I know you're thinking about going to this game. Plainfield will be on the road at West Lafayette Harrison. Plainfield hmm. six and three Harrison. <laughs> it's eight and one. Decatur yep. Central uh, against McCutcheon, a good one. And then you have the Battle of Bloomington. Bloomington North unbeaten on the year. They're uh, you know they're thinking about well Bloomington South. They've lost one game. Guess who it was to Bloomington North. The Battle of Beatdown. Uh, yep. Evansville North, uh, Floyd Central should be a good one in sectional 16. So if you look at the uh, the 6A and 5A, that's some pretty good uh, some pretty good matchups. And then, of course, we have all the semifinals from 1 through 4, which would be pretty entertaining as well. You know, I think it's an interesting thing where, uh, I mean, you, you look at uh, 5A, 6A with the bye week. Uh, you're wondering if there's any kind of rust that has to be knocked off, so to speak, uh, by being off. And, and I think since everybody's in the same situation, the answer is no. But, you know, things can happen now. Again, these are young kids. Uh, so it, it gets interesting in terms of the matchups because, uh, again, we you, you, I don't know what the weather forecast is on Friday, but you think being off for a week should help you and get prepared. Sometimes it works against you. It certainly can, and uh, I think that each coach has a different mindset because we're coming off fall break. That's another factor. Some coaches gave their entire team the weekend off. That's very unique in this world, that you're not going to just continue to play. Uh, Some coaches just went through uh, this week as if they played a game on Friday. There were no physical changes. They scrimmaged on Friday between their teammates. There are some coaches who uh, uh, made massive changes uh, that uh, that were totally – 
not conducive to what they've done all season long. So each coach, and as the legendary coach Chrissy Giesman used to say, you know, Pa, there's two ways to skin a cat. And it's like, <laughs> whatever that means, coach, but I kind of get the idea of what you're talking about. But somebody's going to figure it out, but I think these teams uh, who are – who have got some injuries? I think that's the teams that are gonna, that are really excited because a kid may be able to sit out for eight to ten days, and they may be able to get him back. And if those kind of teams can uh, get some key players back, I think that could be a prove advantageous in uh, in this uh, upcoming Friday's opening round of six A and five A. But uh, the four A through one A. Coach, we've got some really, really neat matchups, and I think we should probably, at that point in time, you know, kind of talk about some of those. Looking in 4A, some neat ones. East Noble, uh, a pair of 8-2 and two teams. East Noble at Leo. This is Cinewa at Columbia City. Greenfield Central and New Pal should be a really great game in sectional 22. Sectional 23, Martinsville, who's had a great year in that Mid-States Conference, but, well, They've also got to deal with East Central, who has lost a football game in uh, almost two years. And then in sectional uh, 24, we've got uh, Evans Memorial at Jasper. Should be a game in 3A. I like West Noble and Knox. West Noble, a big win over Mishawaka Marion this past week. Chittard takes on Garen Catholic. Should be a great Catholic school matchup there. McConaughey, Hamilton Heights. Hamilton Heights defensively has been as good as anybody's been all season long. Heritage Hills and Southridge in 2A. Some of the games we're keeping an eye on. Rochester at uh, Lafayette Central Catholic. I like that game a lot. And then one of my favorite games of the night is going to be Brownstown Central at the aforementioned mm-hmm. Triton Central Group. Uh, I think that is going to be a unique game. And then you get into the, the whole 1A bracket, and there's some – Good matchups, but not one that's gonna uh, gonna just grab you and say, "Hey, listen, I can't wait to get to this game," uh, because they're, it's a little top heavy with some of the favorites. The only one would be Lutheran at South Putnam, and now and nothing against Chuck and his guys at South Putnam, but Lutheran is playing on a whole nother level than anybody oh, yeah. who's played in a long time in one A. You know, we've said it all year long, and I, and I agree with you. They are playing. At a different level, but again, it's why they it's why they play them. Why they play the game? Crazy, crazy, crazy things happen when you get played. What's your What's your favorite game of of, of the semifinals? The one you think is maybe the top game of the bunch? Well, I just I just think that you have to go back and look at Brownsburg and, and Ben Davis. Yeah, as yeah, a, yeah. a marquee matchup in six A. You know, Brownstown Central, that young group taking on a veteran Tri Central team. Just two great coaches. I just can't think of two better coaches, two life transforming coaches that are going right. to. Somebody's going home on Friday. Reed May or Tim Abel. Two of the greatest men I've ever had a chance to uh, come in contact in my, you know, 35 years as a sportscaster and 31 years with our book. Uh, I'm just disturbed that these two teams, somebody's going home. One of those two great men are going to be going home, and uh, that's the the kind of thing about this tournament series, that some, some really good team, some really good coach, and for me personally, and once again, this is just my personal opinion, one of my friends is going to lose a football game on Friday, and, and sometimes yeah. that's, that's a personal thing. And when you work like you and I do with these guys for 30 because you and I have done this together for 30 years, one of our friends are going to lose on Friday, and you're going to right. get to talk to them on the big show, and you're going to have to talk about how difficult it is for them. And uh, it's even more difficult because then the next day on Monday – they're going to have to see their boys walk through the locker room and turn in their pads and their helmets, and 
that's even more difficult than losing the football game in its own right. Right, right. No, you're 100% right. And you know what, though? Uh, they've all done it a long time. It, it's hard. It is hard. I think the hardest thing, too, I mentioned it last night, and we talked about it tonight, for you know, for families and kids to play that last game. But it's also equally hard on coaches to say goodbye to a group of guys that have been with them for a while, and you've seen them grow and, and become better people and better players. Uh, and it is, it is painful to see them walk out the door. It really is. It is, and I think that uh, my, some of my favorite moments on uh, being a part of the big show – is listening to you and Mike Gillen talk, and I know right. I've told you this a bunch, you and Mike Gillen battled both uh, on the field and off the field competitively as athletes in high school. And here you are, the best of friends now. Uh, Mike's a regular on the big show, and, and you still have such great and fine right. and right. fun memories of your times together <laughs> as high schoolers. And here you are, right. you guys are you know, in your 70s now, and you're excited about uh, still doing what you're doing. Paul Condry, can't do it without you. Have a fantastic week. Great to be with you tonight, Coach. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last one of the night. Here's what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. Big day in the National Football League. Browns Colts, 1 o'clock. Cleveland, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 41. That sounds actually a little bit high. I might think about the under in that game, Nathaniel Finch. Regardless, Colts look for a rebound after losing last week in Jacksonville. The Browns have three wins. All of them, they've given up 17 points or less, including beating the Niners last week, 19-17. Deshaun Watson, questionable, but quote, tracking the play per ESPN's Adam Schefter. We'll see as we go tomorrow. Also at 1 o'clock, Raiders, Bears, no Justin Fields, no Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the battle of backups. Don't even... Think about betting that game. Raiders Bears in Chicago at 1 o'clock. Also at 1, Bills Patriots. The Commanders take on the Giants in an NFC East battle. Falcons in Florida to face the Bucks. The Lions are in Baltimore. The Steelers take on the Rams. That starts the 4 o'clock window. Also at 4.05, it's the Cardinals visiting the Seahawks. The Packers in Mile High against the Broncos. 4.25, this is a great one in the AFC West. Chargers and the Chiefs. Sunday night football feature the Dolphins and the Eagles and on Monday night it's the 49ers and the Vikings right now college football we told you about Utah upsetting USC well Miami just upset Clemson they stopped them on fourth down at the goal line in overtime double overtime actually Miami beats Clemson 28-20 in double OT it's another massive massive funnel for college football I'm Brendan King Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. College football today, University of Indianapolis, Road Warriors now. These guys are traveling all over the joint. 24-14 winners over Quincy. With me, the man who had the call for WICR, our good friend Caden Colford. Caden, you and the Hounds must love being on the road. This is another impressive road win today. Yeah, four out of the last five we've been on the road. We got lucky this time. Only five hours on the bus, right, Coach? But, hey, we it's a lot more fun with the win on the way home. And I'll say one thing. We got on the bus, and, and man, it stunk. It was hot over in Quincy. It was almost 75 degrees, but they were really? on the bus huffing and puffing, and they stuck. But I guess it's good after a W. 
I've made that trip uh, back when I was coaching at IUPUI. I made that uh, I made that Quincy trip. It is a long, a long trip. Uh, what is it about these guys that they just get off the bus ready to play? Well, you know, you never know what unit's going to go out and do the dirty work, right? Everyone loves the talent there. Their offense because they'll go up and put forty a game, but that wasn't the case today. They only had twenty four, which is low to their standards, and this was. Three and out, three and out, three and out for both squad. And it was a defense that UND defense just went crazy. They six sacks all from their front four. And I think that's really what got it done. Justin Thomas with three sacks only in the fourth quarter. So they were all monsters on that side of the ball. Yeah, they had to be. Uh, you know, and both teams are literally slugging it out defensively. And uh, so, what's uh, kind of what breaks it open for them? What when when did they get the uh, get the be able to get some kind of spread in this game? Well, you know, it was zero zero going to the second quarter, just seven to seven going into halftime, and then from there on, Anthony Crowell. He's actually a sophomore wide receiver. And Uindy, they're missing their best wide receiver right now in Alonzo Derrick. He's out with a leg injury. This guy wearing the number 14, Anthony Crowell, comes in. He catches two quick touchdown passes, putting the Hounds up big at that point. They, were, they would have been up 21-7 to just from his two touchdowns alone. And he's the one that really broke them away from Quincy today. All right, so they're ranked. Where are they ranked uh, this week on the Division Two national poll? They were ranked 11. I'd say after this, they got to be top 10, right? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, four out of their last five on the road. Um, number one, as a former employee of a conference office who was in charge of scheduling, that should never happen. And secondly, <laughs> they they just keep they keep rolling along. Now, what's what's their schedule like? Because they're they're only they're absolutely putting themselves in position uh, to get a decent seat and maybe even host a game in the first round of the Division Two tournament. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. They just knocked off number nineteen Truman and this Quincy team. They weren't ranked, but I mean, just two weeks ago they had that number nineteen Truman down twenty in the first quarter. So I mean, right, that was a right. big squad to beat. And coming up later in the season, next week's Upper Iowa, then McKendree, then Southwest Baptist. None of those teams super amazing in terms of Division Two football, but I got to thank you. Wendy wins out, and I think they land around that 7-8 spot to end the season. Right, right. Caden Colfer from WICRUND, another one, another one on the road. They, uh, they, they beat Quincy 24-14. Thanks so much, Caden. I appreciate it. Have a enjoy the trip if you can, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks, Coach. Thank you. Four out of five. Come on now. <laughs> that's that's impressive. That's an impressive group. Been nationally ranked for, for quite a while. Chris Kevers and his guys do a fantastic job. A, a tremendous, tremendous win. All right, final break, final thoughts. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Great night. So glad that you've taken the time to join us. Certainly glad you've joined us this weekend. Brendan King, fantastic job. You got fired up in that last uh, 
scoreboard update. Now, t- you know, how could you not? College football. Well, yeah. How? Go back and tell me what's going on that got you so excited. Well, double overtime. Miami Clemson coach. Miami stopped oh. Clemson at the goal line oh. on fourth down to win it. And Clemson right. loses. Well, first of all, coach, that's an upset. Secondly, Clemson loses to Miami. They still have to play Notre Dame. So, um, yeah, I'm not trying to say yeah. Notre Dame's playoff chances are back on at all, but I am saying Notre Dame is in you know prime position to get in a pretty good bowl game here, especially with USC losing again tonight and Clemson right. losing tonight with a yeah, chance I mean, that Notre Dame's Clemson Dame and USC losing kind of kind of changed the uh, landscape here for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There is no question. And uh, you know, Washington is another game to watch. Second quarter, Arizona State one in five. Up on Washington, six to nothing. Washington is six and zero, oh, and they are really out of the Pac-12 right now. The prime team to make the college football playoff. So far, they've really struggled at home against Arizona State. And I appreciate how you were able to work Notre Dame into that conversation. That that, that was well done. Uh, hey, I'm I'm just your ordinary <laughs> South Bend man. You know? <laughs> and that was no, that was really that well, that was artfully done, quite frankly. All right, so we got Colts. Browns uh, tomorrow uh, again. I, I think it, if you, you're looking for a high-scoring offensive, uh, throw it around the yard kind of game. I don't know that you're necessarily going to get that tomorrow. No, you are going to get some pound it right in the middle of football. I mean, this is going to be a battle running backs. I mean, you need Jonathan Taylor to perform. You need Zach Moss to perform. And you know, listen, I think. It looks like Deshaun Watson is on track to play, but Kareem Hunt is questionable, and that might be a bigger storyline than I think most people think because Nick Chubb's already out for the year. That would mean Jerome Ford is really their only running back threat. I haven't been really impressed with him, so we'll see what the injury stuff um, you know, happens. It's uh, that, That's really the definition of this game, guys missing and guys injured. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. All right. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Great job. Are you back with us next weekend? I am uh, out of town, Coach. I'll be at the Notre Dame game, but uh, I will see oh, you I I'll oh, see in a couple weeks. Us. But you yeah. enjoy yeah, – yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're good. Well, I'm going to enjoy Florida. I'm, I'm, you enjoy I'm, the sun for me, all right? Yeah, I'm going to grab uh, five or six hours of sleep and yep. then catch a plane and – and uh, fly down you know i just i was thinking about this this i might just start doing more of this spend my week my weeks in florida spend my weekends in franklin i think that's got it you know that's got a chance uh, uh, here here's what i'll tell you when you spend your weeks in florida the parking lot at the beach is a lot less filled and the wait times at tommy bahamas is a lot shorter i tell you what when my uh when my my daughter when my grandson was playing lacrosse at hanover my, my daughter um god lover uh, she she flew back and forth to his games and so wow. it's doable all right brendan king you're the best thanks so much to nathaniel finch fantastic job as always thank you so much to our great stations that bring you the show every friday and saturday night thanks to all of you for making this most listened to sports talk show in the state's history it is the history making legendary network indiana's indiana sports talk